Hi guys, welcome to today's episode of Coffee with Bobby. Today I am joined with Ryan Lundy. Ryan was born with a nonverbal learning disorder and has had to figure out how to live a normal life through his hardships. Now he is a teaching assistant at a school for special needs, volunteers with Best Buddies and inspires others with disabilities that they can do anything that they want to. Ryan, it's so glad. I'm so glad to have you here. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, Bobby. Thanks for having me on the podcast. And I'm just looking forward to helping people and share my message out there and inspire people. Yes, definitely. And that's what we all want to do in the world, right? Is inspire somebody. Right. So tell me a little Especially bit about after what... the uh, 2020 hardships this we've faced this year. Now we need to overcome and unite together. Exactly. <laughs> Unity is so key and we need it more than ever right now. No matter where you're at in the world, like this is something that we absolutely need. What kind it was crazy because um, I just was turning on the news and I was like, I, I can't watch any more of this. I shut it off. I know. I, I've i been doing the same thing, Ryan. Like, I'm very minimal on news because I used to study international relations and I would be like immersed in current events and reading New York Times every day and right. in that world. And I, a few years ago, I decided, you know, it's not worth my time. There's so much going on. If it's meant to be that I need to know about it, somebody in my circle is going to tell me. And that has made a huge difference in just like how I physically feel and mentally. And now with this year, like I see more of the news, but I still limit it a lot. And you're right, it, even today, it's, insane. Like I read one article so far today and I'm like, what is happening? We need this unity. Yeah, we need the peace and we need it to come <laughs> faster than ever. Now. It's like, this is a new year. We need to not start the new year with all this stuff. It should be all erased, but it's like, you want to get it out of your head. And I try to, like, I really wasn't never into like the news or politics, watch, but now I'm always like, reading is like can it consume too much of your brain you know it's like you gotta shift your mindset to other stuff hands down like mm -hmm. if it consumes too much of your mind and your brain then you're not focusing on what you really need to do what you're meant to do in this world and that mindset overtakes you like you said right definitely so do you what do you do personally to like help you stay on track with your mindset well, I do go to the gym, except I froze my membership for three months. Uh -huh. um, the gyms are just open now, but they're opening back up. But uh, I'm working out at home. I'm taking walks. But I just, for safety reasons, I froze the membership because I feel was they weren't doing a good job of monitoring mm -hmm. the, the club that I went to. So I might go to another. I might go sometimes with my dad now. Um because this club does a better job of monitoring. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've actually started going to the gym. I would say it's been a month and a half, a month now. Like I used to go all the time and then I was traveling a bunch and you know, I would just use hotel gyms or 
to work out on my own outside and go for runs. Um, but now that it's colder, I've been joining my brother back at the gym and it, I'm glad that they're taking care of it and modern monitoring people and cleanliness, but it definitely helps like getting back into it and making it part of the routine. Yeah, I miss it. Like I, I when the first, the pandemic started, I was uh, doing it, you know, like five, six days a week. Mm-hmm. And now I have to, since I'm forced, you know, I'm just going to limit it because I want to limit my interaction with people. Right. So that's right. why I'm on here, you know, <laughs> um, connecting more with people, which is a good thing. But um, I do miss it because it's it like, like my, my relief and my stress and my to get out. Mm-hmm. You know? And that's key. Even if we can't, you know, go to the gym, like going outside, grabbing a little bit of sunshine, going for a walk, that helps immensely too. Definitely. I, I agree with that. Um, I like to have my parents, which like they're five minutes away. So mm-hmm. it's a good resource to have when they're that close. This is very true. The I- best times most definitely like having family close by has been a huge impact in my life this year in particular and um, my boyfriend and I we've stayed with family since we're normally on the road and now we're like where are we going to move to where's our new house going to be um so we've been with family almost the entire year and split it between both sides of our families and it's been amazing like I haven't spent the this much time with family probably over 10 years you really get to know them you know and More that's where you, you make, that's where you make the memories I think too definitely I agree with that so do you have besides your parents are there a lot of other family members that you can connect have a with during this that time? lives in New York she never a day to visit her boyfriend in Philadelphia and she comes she comes a lot to see him, but she came down once and I saw her it was good. So mm-hmm. I don't see her a lot, even in New York. Yeah. yeah. I'm not a big New York fan. So once I in a while. I feel you on that sure, one. I just, it's too crowded. The people are claustrophobic. I don't know. It's just, I, I just, I, I like spread out. I like, I don't know. I'm right there with you. I've been to New York numerous times for work. And I live some time in California and traveling all across, but New York's one of those places I'll go to visit friends. I'll go there for work. But after a few days, I'm like, I'm ready to get out. Take me someplace else, please. It's just too chaotic. And there's like, you couldn't sleep. It's like they stay all night and it's like, it's like the city that never stops. Yep. (laughs) What's it say? Definitely. So tell us more about what you've been doing lately. Are you're a teaching or a teacher's assistant? I'm a teaching assistant, yes. Okay. Um, so we have been bouncing between virtual and not virtual, and we're going back on Monday mm-hmm. uh, in person. But we're still going to have one day virtual at home, which I, I don't like virtual because it's just, there's nothing like interacting with the kids and being hands-on, especially with the population that, that we serve. And it's not, they don't get as much good instruction online as they would in person. They, and they got their parents at home and they got 
the dogs and the cats and the animals in the background and things are going, the noise, just. So many distractions. Yes. And then like, we're trying to tell them to do something, their parents telling them the opposite to do something. So it's defeats the purpose of what we're trying to do. Like we're the professionals, but they're the parents. So. <laughs> what age group of kids are you working with? Um, I work with, I work with ages, well, the school is ages five to 13, and then they go on mm -hmm. to high school, five to 14. Um, but my, the classroom I work in is like nonverbal, meaning they don't talk okay. um, or limited vocabulary. Well, that's a contrast of what I have. I do talk, but I have a lot of vocabulary, but it's called nonverbal. So like people don't really understand what the nonverbal learning disability is. So I wanted to really share that with people. Yeah, and go ahead. Tell us what, what a nonverbal is. is. The nonverbal learning disability is a disability where you don't get social cues. You don't get jokes. You don't get a lot of things. Your comprehension level isn't the best. Sometimes you have to reread a lot of things. Like I have to reread a lot of stories. Your organizational skills are not the best. This is what just what I have. Mm -hmm. So it could be different with everybody, but this is just how it makes me unique. So what I've had to deal with in my life was like, you know, growing up, um, getting a lot of tutors, uh, extended time with tests, therapists, you know, they um, didn't know exactly what I had, where I felt, like, was I, was I on the autism spectrum? Was I Asperger's? Was I, did I have autism? I didn't fit any of those categories, so I felt in between, but I have some symptoms of both. Okay. So it's, and that was rare because I was the only one in my high school that had that. So they'd never seen it before. So my parents were very shocked. Mm -hmm. They didn't know what to do. Uh, I wasn't an easy kid. I was very like tantrumy. And in school, I would be like a nice guy who always would um, help people out. I mean, I'm still am that, but get taken advantage of a lot. So I would never fit in a group with a, mm -hmm. like a click with a group, but I would try to fit in with all groups. Okay. That, that kind of backfired and that, um, that kind of made me stronger in the end because now I work in the field of people with disabilities. So I kind of reversed it, you know? Mm -hmm. So it made me stronger of what I went through. So I have more compassion for these people that I work with that have disabilities. And that's why I'm here and I'm sharing this story today. Definitely. Now, how did it feel? You told a lot about on the outside, like how you didn't fit in and so forth. And you tried to fit into all these groups and they didn't know how to place you. How did that feel on the inside? Was it really hard and a struggle of like, why can't you figure this out or? Yes, I got really depressed. Um, I would cry at night. Um, I don't get as depressed now through therapy as I've gone through therapy and other resources that I've had. But it just felt like 
I was stuck. Like, why aren't people getting me? Um, it still does hinder me um, with like organization, with like remembering things. Um, I have to write everything down. I have to keep calendars. I still tend to lose things, but it's gotten better over the years. Mm-hmm. And it really, it, it made me feel worse. Um, but through going through these therapies and different modalities that they've taught me that have actually made me stronger, I still have my moments, but I have a great, I have to give credit to a lot to my parents because they dealt with me. It's not easy raising a kid with a disability, especially a disability that you don't know of. Mm-hmm. And it's very rare. And you have like some qualities of this and some qualities of that. But they didn't know that. Even that the uh, the psychologist told them that. And then they, they shipped me to all these therapists and OT and tutors. So they spend a lot of money on me and they still have... Or, helping support me today not fully but they're still there uh especially in these times with covid so i have to give them a lot of credit my sister was there but definitely my parents and i want to thank my um the tutors i've had therapists everybody support system is is my key and i've always have the family so that is amazing and you know, parents have a love for their kids, no matter what they have or what they don't have. But like you said, having that support system is so key and that they are always there for you, whatever you need. Um, so having that experience of having your family always supporting you and going through therapies and which therapy for anybody I highly, highly support. We all need it. Um, I've had like, oh, go ahead. Many therapists, and they all like, I don't know. I don't go to therapy now, but I've learned how to cope with it. Um, You know, writing things down, like I said, you know, just in the way I phrase like emails, like checking. My mom's always, uh, because her, my grandmother was an English teacher, so she's always about grammar and just more professional thing uh-huh. like that. But I've always, I'm a very like, I also have like the ADD where I always am rushing and doing things and not like living in the moment, in the present. I'm a, I over plan. I'm an over planner and I don't like change. And, and then the job has taught me actually patience and flexibility because I have to have it with these kids and adults to work with. Mm-hmm. And that's a, it's a good skill that I've learned through them and through the therapists. Yeah, it's just, it's hard, but it's, I've overcome it. It still hinders me though uh, every day, but you know, I've come a long way. They said I was in, um, ready to, they said I wouldn't even, uh, this is a good point. I wasn't even ready to graduate college or go to college. And people didn't think I would make it. And I did make it. And not that I'm like rubbing it in their faces or anything, but I'm just, and now look, I came far, a, a long way away, a far, really far away. 
and my family's proud of me. Um, my therapists are proud and friends and other people. And this just goes to show Ryan that you can do anything. Like if you believe in yourself, if you have that drive, even when there's people all around you saying it's impossible, like you can't make it in college. You're just like, I'm going to do it. And you did it. And now you get to impact kids' lives every single day and they impact yours. Has it been sort of a learning experience or has it come naturally that now that you've lived through this and you live with having a nonverbal disability daily, um, can you help the parents with their children too of how they relate to their kids and what the kids are going through? Yes, um, definitely. I can relate to the, the parents because um, I've seen my parents relate with, with the struggles. And my parents, they did a lot of things with me. And throughout like, you know, high school and all on the weekends, so they took a lot of time from away from their friends to do things with me. And mm -hmm. that's a correlation to the same thing with people with uh, other disabilities. And I see that at work, the parents get so overwhelmed, they have to do everything for their kid or eventually, you know, it'll be an adult, but they have to place them. They have to, they have to get them on a weight person, getting diagnosed to school. Then they got to do the waiver system, which is a whole nother story, how they get funding waiver, basically mm -hmm. how they get funding. And then they got to send them up for long-term housing. And then when they pass away, the will and the trust fund. And, and my parents had to set up like a trust fund and all that for me too. So it's like this, I, I can relate definitely to the parents on how they feel and, and have like compassion. That's why when they get like a night out and they have like me or some like, other caregiver, mm -hmm. they're like, yeah, it's freedom. <laughs> we need this to keep our sanity. Right. And, you know, when you have that outlet of, you know, having your kids in school and teachers who care like yourself and having the compassion and the empathy, it means so much, especially in a time where everything's going virtual. How has that impacted your students? Have you noticed it? I know you mentioned it's really hard for them to learn at the house and the parents are probably overwhelmed, but are you guys in a hybrid system now where it's some days in school and some days at home? Will be, uh, we're at the beginning of the pandemic. And then now we are all virtual until Monday. Mm -hmm. Then Monday we're gonna be a hybrid. So we're gonna have one day on Wednesday is gonna be virtual. But still, that could throw the, the students off with change. And that's what I was talking about, change. And I really like change. I like, like consistency. Well, I had to learn the flexibility, obviously, over my life. And it's not been easy with me. <laughs> because I like, I like sticking to a plan. And mm -hmm. I will go full force at that plan. Like, I've tried to go back to school uh, many times for many different things and I took a course and I started it, got into it then I just failed it just bummed out and I was like no I'm over this this is too stressful 
And then my parents are like, why are you investing all this time into one thing? And they, they helped me, they supported me with all like, oh yeah, you can do this, this. And then I just was like, so wow, man. Mm-hmm. So I've kind of like, like stopped with the schooling, with the like certifications, with the things and just been like, this is what I have. Maybe down the line, I could get a thing here or there, but right now I'm pretty content with like where I am. And when you love what you do, then there's this feeling of yes, like learning new things is always great. I'm a big proponent of learning, but when you love what you do, there's this feeling, like you said, of contentment. Like, you know, you're going places and what you're doing and you know that you're impacting people, but you don't, it's not like you're always reaching for something else that's out there. That's true, but I am always reaching out there. That's okay. still that's still an issue for me. Um, I'm always searching for another job, searching for another uh, like idea, searching, and that's what got me to doing this. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm always wanting the next thing, wanting it to make me more happy. And that's that's the that's the consistent thing across the board. My mom's like, and dad's like, you're never happy with what you have or where you came from or where you started from. And that's what they always tell me. And that, and that brings me back to the point of living in the present. So I've started trying to meditate and yoga. And that's even been hard for me because my mind is constantly racing. And it, it I can relate. So I've probably like 10 years ago, I was, my health was declining and I had to change a lot of stuff about my habits, like retool diets and get into meditation and taking that time to just pause. And like life had to slow down from where it was at. And I remember I went to an acupuncturist and she was like putting all the needles inside me and she was like, just relax. Like you're not leaving here until you can relax. And I was like, I am relaxed. She's like, no, you're not. You are so tense right now. Like you would just have to learn how to stop and just breathe and relax. And that was when she said that to me, that was the turning point of you're right. Like I can take time, I can pause. And now I try to take at least 15 minutes a day of just quiet and just being still. That's what I've been doing every morning now since the new year. I'm, and I always say, oh, the new year, I'm going to do this. The new year, I'm going to do that. You know, and I've really been trying to, this is my biggest thing. Like social media is a good thing for me, but it has to like, I got to have a limit. So I try to set like a clock, but then it's hard for me to not, engage especially when I'm home when Mm -hmm. I'm at like school I'm at work you know work school um I I don't keep my phone on at all but when I'm at home it's like it's a whole nother story because you have all that time like I'm doing work but I'm also like I get the work done early and there's some periods where I don't have a lot like I have free time so it's like (laughs) I am constantly like my mind is like my parents like you gotta get like gotta limit yourself. So I tried to like I bought this clock and 
I'm trying to ease my way out of it. And recently I've been reading a lot of like self-improvement books, self-development uh-huh. books. So, and I'm really not a reader, except for like sports magazines. I could read that all day or, you know, something that I'm interested. So mm-hmm. I have to limit my time by using the clock for even books and have to take breaks because otherwise, like I said in the past, I, in school and all, I tend to overwhelm myself in studying. And that's what people told me to do. Just set a timer on your phone or a clock. And that have seemed to work. And this is key for anybody. I know myself, like this can be a time warp on my phone. Like I open it up and I'm like, okay, I'm only gonna post a couple of videos, like create some content and put it away and write or read or something, but it like sucks me in. So I'm going to start doing what you said, Ryan, and setting that timer. And I am sure I will get a lot more done have what I need to do or what I should be doing that I just keep putting off to the back burner. Yeah, it's very hard because it like we like ourselves and then you realize about the time passes and you're like, oh I could be doing so much more than what I was doing. Because that's my like I don't want to waste time. Like even when you say like relax to me it's like nah I can't relax. But I have to because like because my mindset is like work, 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 but you need to like balance, balance. And I don't have a lot of times I don't have balance and I overwork myself. So that's another thing I've learned to overcome with how to have that balance. It's been tough through the years, but with all the support system that they've shown me different tools of how to overcome that, but I'm still working on it. We're all still working on it, Ryan. Like I know for myself when I was doing event marketing all the time, like I would be on the road for three to six months traveling and working 70 plus hour weeks. And then I was trying to balance what I was doing on my own. And then at the end of however long the contract was, I would be like, why did I do this to myself? Like, I just need a break. I'm so burnt out. And the balance was never there. Like I would try to think it in my head, like, oh, it's balanced. Like I've got this, this time, it'll be totally fine. And it wasn't. And it really took this year of pressing the brakes and stopping and getting out of the old habits and into the new ones of being in one city. Yeah, it is hard. But I can, like my I mind can is just like, I'm working, I'm helping people, I'm doing good. And then, but this is like, you're not enjoying life. That's what my sister and my mom and my dad said. It's like, there's so much out there that you could be exploring and actually doing. Which is true. But I mean, are you enjoying the teaching? Yeah, I mean, this school is a rough school that I'm in, but um, I like the people I work with. They're nice. And the class I'm in now is good. I like the class. It's just, I'm trying to like, over the years, trying to piece it together. My, what I'm like, my story. Well, now I'm trying to really push the, uh, the uh, advocacy part of the disability and 
you know, really advocate. And that's, I never thought of it that till recently, you know, to advocate and ways to advocate, how to advocate, you know, it's learning. I'm learning, you know, I'm learning how to do it. And people are like, well, you should have done that before, but I never thought of it. So it's just like something fun. And it's like becoming a hobby. Mm -hmm. And this is something that can bring not only you happiness, but others who are going through similar situations. And maybe they have children in their life who have a nonverbal disorder. And they yeah, want to inspire the people with disabilities, A, that they can overcome the disabilities and also that they can also maybe work in the field of dis being, working with people with disabilities. Which, which will then teach them patience. Um, yeah, it's just, I want to just inspire as many people as I can and um, have my message sent out there to people that you can do it no matter if you have a disability or not a disability. Um, you can, if you put your mind to it in the right way, like I've done, gotten a good, had to have a good support system. Some people will not have a good support system, but try to find somebody that you can have a good support system with, a family member, a friend, whoever it may be, and take steps and then you can achieve what you want to achieve. I still haven't achieved all I want to achieve. I'm still young, but mm -hmm. um, I still have a list of things I would love to achieve. Um, they're switching every day sometimes, but for now, it's just, I'm glad I can share this message and be a part of this and help people. Well, you're preaching to the choir on the list of things to achieve. There are so many things that we all want to achieve. And I feel that the fear for a lot of us is just sometimes crippling and it stops you in your tracks. But when you believe in it and when you can just take that first step to act on it, you can achieve amazing things, things that you wouldn't even think about. And we're, we are both young. We have so much more that we're capable of achieving. And I, without a doubt, know that we both are going to do it as well as everybody else who is listening to this show I, i'm just looking to change the world and um you know unite the people and just help people and live a good life i mean i'm already giving a good life but i can do so much more um i just want to connect to positive people like you and inspire people that they can really change the world and like working together that's the big thing. I'm really like a like a team player. Mm -hmm. I, I do stuff individually, but I like more of like a team atmosphere. I mean, throughout the years, I've had to be. My team was my support system, therapists, and parents, and everybody I mentioned. So I had a good team, and I still have a good team, and I want to make that team bigger to impact more lives in the world. That is so key, Ryan. And you impact the world by starting with one person. And you've impacted my life just connecting with you here on the show. And 
you've connected and impacted. I know somebody out there who's listening to this is going, I needed to hear this today. I needed to connect with this. And I know it's resonating. I want to encourage you, Ryan, to keep going on this advocacy. And maybe it's making short videos or maybe it's telling somebody to write it down or some of the modalities that you've used because this information I know can help so many people. And even though you said like, we have to limit our time on our phones, which is true, but this is a key device that we can use to get that information out there um, to people who need to hear it. Right, I definitely agree with that. And I feel that we, you said like, that we are blessed to have like the technology and can really use it well. It's just how we have to use it effectively. Mm -hmm. Ryan, as we begin to wrap up here, I ask at the end of every episode, what's been one of the biggest blessings recently? Um, the biggest, one of the biggest blessings recently is um, when I was awarded, um, I was nominated for champion of the year. Um, it was last year actually uh, through a Best Buddies organization. I wanna give a shout out to Best Buddies Pennsylvania. They're a great organization helping people, individuals with disabilities create inclusion through jobs and friendships uh, programs. So that was really, I got honored, it was like, I don't know how many people it was, but it was like a whole gala. I didn't win, but I was nominated and I raised a lot of money and it was really cool. It was like time and event and my sister and my mom and dad were there and they were really proud of me. And it was good meeting other people, connecting, telling story a little bit. And that was, yeah, I would say that was, that made me happy. So That's I like amazing. to do more, I like to do more of that, um, you know, giving back, donating my time, advocacy work mm -hmm. in the future. And I know you are going to excel at it. You have the drive and the determination to do it. And I'm going to see you here in a few months and you're going to be like, look at me now. I've started all of these things and impacting lives and telling my story. And which is so key. And I'm so glad that you were able to come on today and share your story, Ryan. Thank you very much for having me. Down the line, I would like to do a Facebook group, maybe have a website. So I've got some ideas right now. I'm trying to just, you know, learn from everybody else and market myself. Well, if you ever need help on marketing, let me know. I'll help you out. Sounds good. I, Thank you. Ryan, this has been such a blessing to connect with you today and just share stories on life and have some coffee and, you know, get to know each other. So thank you so much for coming on the show today, Ryan. Thank you, Bobby, and stay in touch. And thank you for everybody for listening and reach out to me. I'm here to help you guys make the world a better place. Ryan took the words out of my mouth. Uh, make the world a better place. That's what we are going to leave you with today. Do something today that makes you smile, that makes somebody else smile, 
and it just has the domino effect down the line. So that has been a wrap on today's episode of Coffee with Bobby and Ryan Lundy. Thank you so much. Thank you, guys.